Welcome to Digging In with the Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Janet Atkinson here with you this week, and we are joined by Mr. Keith Dietzold. He is the FFA advisor for the Missouri FFA Association, and it is a title you've had for how long now? I'm in my second year, Janet, Okay. Uh, with this particular position. Now, we wanted to chat with you this week after you've almost recovered from the state <laughs> FFA convention. So, as we say, almost, because it was just held last Do I understand correct that we had around 8,000 uh, students and supporters that were expected to attend? Yes, uh, that was uh, anticipated, I think, when uh, we finished our numbers uh, there on Saturday morning. Uh, there were about 9,700 uh, members, guests, volunteers that uh, were in attendance through the uh, two, two-and-a-half-day uh, convention time. So uh, we uh, we feel really happy about that. Okay. Now, before we dig into the reason I brought you here this week, let's also give folks a little bit of background on you. Uh, I first connected with you when I worked at KMZU up in Carrollton, Missouri, and you were up there in Chillicothe. Uh, yes, I, uh, I've had the opportunity to be involved in agriculture education now for 38 years, and uh, I've uh, had the pleasure and opportunity to teach at Lathrop, Cameron, and Chillicothe uh, before in, uh, the winter of 2010 came to the State Department to serve as the Executive Secretary, and then in July of 2021 uh, was uh, accepted the responsibility of the Director of Ag Education along with the uh, advisor of the Missouri FFA Association. Now, I always like to refer to the state executive secretary as kind of the state officer wrangler. And so you don't wrangle the state officers so much anymore, but you wrangle the whole thing. So that includes putting together the state convention. Now, at the state convention, of course, kids are coming together, competing in a number of activities. How many events are we up to now, at least for the state association? Sure. Um, during uh, our convention, we held uh, 17 career development event, 10 leadership development events that occurred as well, uh, along with a career show. And then this year, for the first time, we piloted some uh, tours of the University of Missouri campus, trying to uh, spread uh, some of that opportunity available to our students. Uh, along with the uh, five convention sessions that we held uh, and added to that a business session where we elected officers and and those types of uh, business activities for our organization. So uh, several different things going on at a time. Do you have a favorite part of the convention each year? Friday night (laughs) when I'm standing there getting ready for opening ceremonies and you look up in the Hearns Auditorium and uh, my uh, my why for the whole year comes back to uh, this is why you do what you uh, do for year long to uh, see the culmination of the efforts of uh, lots of different people providing those opportunities for students to uh, enjoy themselves and, and be recognized. You know, it's a time for the students and the chapters to shine, but it's also a great time that the advisors get to shine a lot as well, too. And uh, they're shining because their kids are shining. And it's kind of, uh, it certainly is a lot of energy in the air that you just don't, you don't know if you don't know. So if you have the chance to attend the convention, uh, I always recommend that folks do so. Sure. Now, a lot of these students that are on hand, as we said, they're competing in the CD events. Those are the career development events and the LDEs, the leadership events. But some of these kids are walking across the stage and they're also receiving some dollars. So talk a little bit about the the 
the scholarship aspect that's available through the FFA? Yeah, uh, there's uh, several different opportunities for scholarships for uh, students to receive. Um, we have a few that uh, do come across our stage, but nationally there's a lot of opportunities for our students, and uh, those students get an opportunity to receive those. Uh, I believe those are going to be announced in the next couple weeks from National FFA. Uh, it, it, in our organization, we are working to increase that here in Missouri, uh, but uh, as far as the amount what National does, we don't have that. So what our students receive is that recognition and the opportunity to go on to receive those things. Uh, we do have uh, an organization that sponsors uh, some nursery landscape scholarships for our career development events. Uh, our organization offers a couple of camp scholarships that are available. Uh, and then our Missouri FFA alumni offers, uh, I'm not sure the exact number, so uh, I'm sorry, but eight or 10 WLC, Washington Leadership Conference scholarships for uh, students to attend that in the summer. So those are a few that I can name uh, that are available. Uh, there's also opportunities uh, in a couple of the career development events if the students choose to attend the University of Missouri where there's some scholarships available that way as well, depending on how well they did in their competition. It so. does make sense. Now, think about, if you would, back to your time as an advisor and trying to help students through this process. Uh, what kind of suggestions do you have for you know, a lot of the seniors, their their scholarships are already kind of applied for and in the book, so to speak. But you got some juniors coming on where they're just getting this process started. Yeah, I think uh, the uh, the thing that students and members need to remember is involvement, and not only involvement. You don't always have to be an officer, but you need to be involved. And uh, the involvement is what some of these organizations look at when their applications are filled out. Were you involved? Sure, they look at if you were a, an officer, but um, if you are involved and involved in a multitude or uh, of activities, uh, that helps them understand that you do have some commitment to various things throughout your, uh, your time in high school. And uh, past history always indicates what future could bring. And so that's what they look at, and that's what an application is. What is your past history, and how will that tell us what's going to happen in the future? So, Do you have any um, insight to finding scholarship opportunities? Any suggestions there? I would suggest that your counselor at your local school district is going to be the main person. Now, we anything that uh, arrives to us uh, through here at the State Department in Agriculture Education, we uh, we will uh, post those, and we normally try to get those posted on our MissouriFFA.org website mm -hmm. uh, to make those available. Uh, but there's a multitude of other ones out there, and we are always uh, providing. Anything that comes our way, we're sending that out to the advisors. So make sure your advisors, you're aware of that, and check with them of different opportunities. But uh, th those are the things that we, how we try to help uh, through our department and through our uh, organization. I always, uh, I always think that there's probably not through the FFA Foundation because you know that those are grabbed up and you know those kids are really competing. 
but I feel like there's maybe empty dollars out there in the world somewhere of opportunities that kids might be able to qualify for. They just don't know where to look or what to find. So I've been trying to do a little research and something that it did talk about was checking with nonprofit organizations that might offer some scholarship opportunities depending on what field you're interested in or maybe even not depending on what field you're interested in, but just kind of toss your two cents in and see what happens. Well, sure. And it never hurts to ask. Yeah. Because the worst they can say is no. And I've been told to no a lot in my life. (laughs) So, and it didn't uh, kill you, did it? <laughs> I'm still I'm still here to talk about it to uh-huh. this point. So uh, you, you just never know until you ask. So that's what you need to consider and think about. Uh, people that you know, people that your family knows, people that your ag advisors know, yeah. uh, so on and so forth. Those are great ways to, to look at those and, and try to find out things that are available. I'm going to toss out a couple others that I know I've crossed over the years. Of course, as a farm broadcaster, the National Association of Farm Broadcasting offers several scholarships now. And these are like five and $10,000 scholarships. So, you know, one pot, not just, you know, many getting $250. So those are pretty deep wells there. And that's NAFB, the National Association of Farm Broadcasting. The students, whether they're high school or seniors, are encouraged to become student members. You can do so for free. There's also, I've become familiar with the Mike Rowe Works Foundation. And, of course, Mike Rowe with the Dirty Jobs guy, he is the Dirty Jobs guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he has started his own foundation and basically has a, a work ethic pledge that kids sign and he's gearing that more towards kids that are going into the trades right and so having some opportunities because i know through many years the the trades didn't feel like they got many scholarship opportunities but i think that tide is sort of uh trying to shift where it's a little bit more encompassing on that front so something good to see yes it is uh there are there are needs for four years of university education, but there's also needs for two years of education. Mm-hmm. And then there's needs for those coming out of high school straight into uh, what we call the trade and technical uh, opportunities with some training on the job while they're doing that. And, and all those are needed today mm-hmm. uh, because uh, the workforce is by, by no means full. Mm-hmm. So there, all those are opportunities. No matter how many ag classes I had, I know that my skill set is far, far below where it should be for a lot of things that I need around the house (laughs) or around the farm. So, you know, there's opportunities out there. And uh, my oldest nephew has gone to lineman school, so he's doing that. He's thoroughly enjoying the the aspect of getting out and working outside. Absolutely. You know, now I'm going to ask him that again in January, but nonetheless, right right now he enjoys it. So it's a great opportunity for a young man to kind of find his footing in another, or a young lady to find her footing in another direction. Uh, With that being said, let's also talk about the career path that you took to become an FFA advisor. Was that pretty early on that you decided that's where you were going to head? Actually, in college, I was going back home to farm Uh and raise... uh, be involved in swine production. And uh, many, many listeners may or may not know about uh, the fabulous agriculture years of 1982 and 1983, yeah. but uh, that's when I was uh, graduating college and getting ready to head toward home. The financial aspect of agriculture at that time was uh, tough, mm-hmm. to say the least. And so uh, my particular agriculture teachers uh asked me what I might do since that wasn't seemed to be uh, going to work out like we thought it was going to and suggested that I might 
uh, consider agriculture education, and I was I laughed, <laughs> and I said, "I'm not sure that that's for me." You remember when I was in your class, and uh, I guess maybe you might say the rest is history because I went back to school and and received my uh, master's in agriculture education, and uh, now I've been 38 years uh, in this field and profession. So you must like it, okay? Uh, I'm still here, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's enjoyable, and it has its ups and downs, like any career field, of course, yeah. like any career field. But uh, it's been uh, positive for myself and my family, and and uh, we're 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 doing well. So. And one final direction I want to take it. Of course, we've talked about the scholarship, the upperclassmen, where they're headed now, what they need to be targeting as far as getting their sights set on things. What about those folks that are just coming into the FFA program? And by folks, I mean the kids, but also the parents, because the parents are in for some lessons here along the way, too. Sure. Uh, my my, it's, it's going to be similar uh, suggestion is um, – there, there's this uh, story called the Opportunity Statue, and the Opportunity Statue is a statue that has uh, hair on the front of it, but no hair on the back of it. And when that opportunity passes you by, there's no way to grab that hair and latch onto that opportunity. So uh, you need to strongly consider and take care of those opportunities that are in front of you and don't let them pass you by because when you do they may not come back to you Mm -hmm. in that way and as a parent um, I would hope that they would work to help their their children understand that uh, opportunities whether they're with us or with with somebody else uh, you need to consider those and help their students understand that you got to get out there and try that because you don't know what you might like or might not like, and you may end up going a whole different direction than what you thought uh, when it was all said and done. Uh, that's what happened to me. Uh, you know, I was going to be uh, nothing but a production agriculture person, and that's all I ever wanted to do the whole time I was in high school and have uh, spent uh, my whole career in education. So, um, And I'd recommend education for anybody. We need ag teachers, mm-hmm. so how about I throw that out there? Uh, we are uh, definitely uh, in need of uh, those individuals that want to help the next generation. But back to the freshmen or the incoming students and the parents, uh, I think you need to experience as many things as you can. Uh, we are a product of our experiences, and if we don't have any experiences, we're not going to be able to uh, move, uh, keep that going or, or experience those types of things in the future. So, yeah, And, you know, you talk about uh, changing course. Elizabeth and I were talking about this just last week. Elizabeth is our producer here for the podcast, and we both started off in the science kind of direction. She going, uh, what was it, biochemistry, you said? And I was going uh, animal science thinking pre-vet thoughts and we both encountered organic chemistry and apparently <laughs> we communicators are not necessarily strength strong at uh, science in those that regard anyway so uh, it was but it was a fun change and it's worked out really well so you know sometimes a, a change in path leads some to leads to some pretty amazing opportunities yeah it can and i've been blessed yeah so i've been blessed with what i've been able to do and work with and and uh Hopefully those that uh, we have 
encountered and worked with uh, feel similar. Absolutely. Now, again, let's go back and talk about this. There's scholarship opportunities through the FFA. I mentioned the National Association of Farm Broadcasting, also the Micro Works Foundation. And I want to point out on that one that it's not necessarily just to students. They also kind of target some some of your non-traditional students. So if you've uh, an older adult that's been shut out of a one career path and you're looking for others, that MicroWorks Foundation offers some opportunities for some non-traditional students. And then, of course, you can't forget that the Missouri Farm Bureau itself has some Absolutely. scholarship programs available. So you can check with your local fa- county office, but then, of course, through the state association and then the ambassador program that the Missouri Farm Bureau has available. Yeah, and they have some just geared toward uh, those that are uh, working not necessarily a four-year institution, mm-hmm. but two-year institutions and trade schools as yeah. well. So, yep. A lot of variety out there. You just yep. have to dig in and find it and also <laughs> get the paperwork filled out and applied <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> well, Keith, thank you for taking the time to come across town and visit with us. We appreciate it. And uh, congratulations on another successful State FFA convention. Yep. Thank you very much. And uh, we appreciate uh, in agriculture education and Missouri FFA the support that uh, the members of Farm Bureau, not only at the state level, but the county level and local level, that uh, they help our chapters across the state because uh, that kind of support is invaluable for us to have a successful program Uh, it takes a lot of people to to raise a family and we consider agriculture a family and and missouri farm bureau and hopefully missouri ffa are all together in that absolutely well keith thank you very much now you've been listening to digging in with the missouri farm bureau